0: Welcome to Confessions of a Realtor. As an active, full-time Realtor serving Tallahassee and the surrounding areas since 2014, it was time to use my experience to educate consumers on the whys and hows behind the home buying and home selling processes. We'll have some fun, I'll share some crazy real estate stories and keep you informed on Realtors' best kept secrets. Why? Because when you're informed, you can make empowered decisions. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Realtor. Today we are going to get into the inspection process. As we're now in the month of October with Halloween and everything, which I personally don't do, call me a scaredy cat, call me whatever you want to. I don't do scary. That is not my thing. But the scariest part of the real estate process for both buyer and seller is typically the home inspection. The home inspection is probably the time where I get the most anxiety from clients, whether they are selling their home or purchasing another home. So typically on the home seller side, there's two different perspectives that most home sellers have. Either number one, our house is perfect and the home inspector is not going to find anything, which is not an accurate perspective. I hate to burst your bubble there. Most home inspectors are going to find a litany of things with the house and most home inspection reports are about 50 to 60 pages long. So they're going to find something, okay? The second perspective that I see with home sellers is that they are so worried about the home inspection that they don't want to fail the home inspection, then they want to kind of overdo it when it comes to preparing their home for the market. And we'll get into why a home inspection is not pass-fail, why it is extremely negotiable, but we'll get into that a little bit later. On the home buyer side, the typical perspective that I see for home inspections is that They want to use the home inspector to dive deep into the property. Yes, good perspective there. But then most of the time, home buyers assume that the seller is required to clear the whole home inspection report. And that is a myth. The home inspection report, unless a seller has agreed to a buyer writing into the contract that the seller will clear any and every deficiency The contract does not default to that and there is not an expectation of the seller to fix every single thing that comes up on that home buyer's home inspection report. So let's get into the three different most common ways that we see the home inspection process going and the seller and buyer perspectives on each of the three different ways. The first way that a buyer and seller can agree to deal with home inspections on our contract is the buyer can agree to accept the property in an as-is condition. As-is means that they are agreeing to, at the time of the contract, that they're not asking the seller for any repairs. Doesn't mean that you can't. It just means that on the contract, you are agreeing to not asking the seller for repairs. A lot of times we'll see this marketed by sellers, especially in a seller's market. We'll see marketed by sellers that they prefer to sell the property only as is or only as is contracts only. But there are some disclosure rules that do come into play that do work against the seller when it comes to using that phrase. But regardless, both buyer and sell can agree that, hey, on day one of the contract, the seller is not obligated to make any repairs. I agree as the buyer to accept the property in the as-is condition. Now, it doesn't mean that you waive your right to inspect the property. You still have typically a 15-day right to inspect the property, but you're not obligating the seller to make any repairs up front. Here's what actually typically happens. And I always, always, always warn my sellers about this. So a lot of times buyers will present an as-is contract and most of the time they are moving in good faith. They think that, okay, well, the house looks good. I'm not really expecting anything crazy. And then they'll do the home inspection. And a lot of times I'll see an addendum. So a change to the contract is what the buyer's agent will send to me as the seller's agent, asking for the seller to make certain repairs on the property. So just because a contract starts off as is does not mean that the buyer won't go back and attempt to negotiate it. It is not a violation of the contract for the buyer to request repairs on an as-is contract. And a lot of times when I'm talking with sellers about the contract before we have their house on the market, I will typically say that hey a buyer may present an as-is contract but still be prepared to do some repairs still be prepared to put some money towards fixing some things or maybe a credit towards the buyer when not if but when the home inspector finds issues with the property And the reason why, you know, a contract can be negotiated even though it is as is or one of the main motivators for sellers to negotiate and work with the buyer if there are some repairs that they can reach a middle ground on is because the seller has a duty to disclose. So let's walk through this. Let's say that a seller is selling a house, a buyer is buying a house, we get to the home inspection process. The buyer is asking for repairs, even though they did an as-is contract at first, and the seller does not want to give them anything towards repairs. They don't want to fix anything. That is the seller's right, and that is something that the seller can do. The seller does not have to play ball, but they do have a duty to disclose. So if the buyer chooses to terminate the contract because the seller won't give them the repairs that they're looking for, or we can't find some middle ground with the repairs, the seller now has a duty to disclose those inspection contents to buyer number two. So if the contract with buyer number one terminates, the seller puts the property back on the market and buyer number two comes along, the seller has to disclose the contents of the inspection report that buyer number one gave them with that buyer's permission to buyer number two. And let's say that the first buyer maybe asked for five or six items to be done and they were willing to work with the seller on that. Most of the time, buyer number two is going to ask for those same items or more items to be done. As long as a buyer is being pretty reasonable with their requests, or if I think, okay, these are issues that any buyer is going to have a problem with. I will let my sellers know that, Hey, you know, I understand that you don't want to do these. I understand that we had an as is contract, but I really think that you should try to work things out with this buyer so that we don't have to put the property back on the market and deal with likely a buyer asking for more items than this buyer is asking for. Okay. So disclosure kind of works against the seller when it comes to as is contracts. Now, with it as-is contract, let's say that the buyer is just not happy with the home inspection report. Maybe he doesn't think that the home inspector did a good job and there's not enough stuff on the home inspection. Maybe they're scared because there's a lot of issues going on with the property or some big-ticket items that are going on with the property. Regardless of the situation, the buyer has a right to terminate the contract. And as long as they've honored the contract up until that point, they can get their earnest money deposit back. So even if a seller is willing to negotiate on an as-is contract, the buyer can just say, look, I'm scared. I don't want to deal with this home inspection or I don't think that this home inspection went the way that I wanted it to go. And they can terminate the contract even if the seller is willing to negotiate. The second way that we most often see inspections negotiated is what we kind of informally call a repair cap. So with a repair cap, the buyer and seller agree at the time of the contract that the seller will give X amount of dollars towards making repairs once the home inspection report comes out. So we've already discussed how the home inspector is going to find issues with the property. Most of the time, even though the verbiage of the contract says that the seller agrees to give up to a certain amount... And most sellers are like, okay, well, if I put $5,000 on this line and the home inspector only finds $3,000 worth of repairs, does that mean that I can keep the extra $2,000? Yes, it would mean that. However, most home inspectors on a daily basis for a typical property are going to find issues that will go in excess of whatever repair cap, honestly, that you've agreed to do. So most of the time, my counsel is to sellers you know, just kind of consider that money gone. So don't think that, okay, well, you know, maybe we can save on this. Maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do that. A buyer is going to be armed with that home inspection. And most home inspectors, if they're doing a good job, are going to find enough repairs to suffice most reasonable repair caps. So the way that that works is the buyer does the home inspection and then they submit the report and a list of their repairs that are being requested to the seller. Now most buyers do not care about how much that list is going to cost the seller. That is on the seller to figure out and most sellers will use the five days in between when the buyer presents the repair request to when they are obligated to reply by They'll use that five days to be able to get quotes. So now sellers, the ball is in your court. You need to go ahead and figure out how much that is going to cost you and do your best to keep it underneath the repair cap. If you're working with a good real estate agent, they typically will help you out as well by providing vendors or people who can get stuff done that is in line with how the home inspector says that it needs to be done and then also fits within that time frame that we have to reply by. Why do we watch this deadline so closely? It's because the seller, if they do not reply by the fifth day after they receive that repair request from the buyer, they are agreeing by default to do everything that the buyer has listed out, whether it comes underneath the repair cap that buyer and seller have agreed to or not. So let's say that a buyer makes a list of 20 repair items and I can look at it and say, okay, if we do all of these items, it's going to cost seven or eight grand. On the contract, we agreed to give them $5,000. So let's figure out within these five days, what can we do to keep everything underneath $5,000? And then we typically draft a written response to the buyer as far as what items can be done for underneath the 5000. If the seller delays their response and it's not within that 5 days, contractually they have agreed by default to do everything that the buyer is listing out on that repair request, okay? So whenever you're doing a repair cap, you always want to monitor deadlines. Now, The third and final way that the inspection is dealt with with our current contract is that the buyer can simply waive their right to inspect. So the buyer can say, hey, I don't want to do an inspection on the property now that I'm under contract. I don't have to do an inspection on the property. Mr. Seller, you'll just fine. We will find out about any issues that the property has after we purchase it. So you can tell that I'm not a fan of this, especially when I'm representing buyers. Even though inspections aren't cheap, like let's just put that out there, inspections aren't cheap. Typically your home inspection is going to all in, maybe cost you $450. Your termite or your wood destroying organism inspection can be anywhere from $150 to $200. So it's not cheap to pay the vendors for their services with them doing their job of inspecting the house, right? But a home is a six-figure decision. In fact, for most people, it's a multiple six-figure decision. So I typically am not going to be the person that encourages you to waive your right to inspect the property. Additionally, there are some loans like the VA loan that will require certain inspections to be done. So sometimes even if a buyer does not want to inspect the property, the loan product that they're using will need Certain portions of the report or sometimes the insurance that is required by your loan will require a short version of a home inspection report. So a lot of times there isn't a way around this for most people who are getting a loan and financing the property. The few times that I have had a client take advantage of this clause and use it as a leg up in their negotiation as a buyer is when the property has been distressed or needed a lot of work and they've been a cash buyer who's just going to deal with the problems of the property anyway after closing. Those are the three main ways that the home inspection process is handled here in Tallahassee. So the first way is that the buyer and seller can agree to do an as-is contract. So at the time of the contract, the seller is not obligated to make repairs. However, I do typically prepare my sellers that most of the time, buyers are going to come back and ask for certain repairs to be done, even on an as-is contract. The second way that it is dealt with is that buyer and seller agree that the seller will put a certain amount of money towards repairs. We call this a repair cap. And with a repair cap, you always want to monitor your deadlines as a seller so that you don't end up obligated to doing more repairs than what you actually want to do. And the third way, and this is the way that sellers love, but that most buyers cannot do is that the buyer waives their right to inspect the property and the seller has a more locked in contract when the buyer agrees to do this. So I hope that that gives some clarity around the inspection process here in Tallahassee. And I hope that you found this episode helpful to you. As usual, I'd like to leave you all with a motivational quote. Today's quote, you are the artist of your life. Don't give the paintbrush to anyone else. That's it for today's episode of Confessions of a Realtor. If you're looking for an active, full time agent in the Tallahassee or surrounding areas, thinking about moving, or just want more real estate tips and tricks, the best place to connect with me is my Instagram page, Rachel Sells Homes 850. You'll also find it linked in the show notes. My Instagram also has a link in the bio to schedule a complimentary consultation with me, whether you're thinking about selling or purchasing. Alternatively, feel free to text me at 850-206-2199 and I'll respond during business hours. I look forward to connecting with you.